you know, the purpose of my show is for people that are just coming into the field, people that want to get after it. A lot of people here are like super ambitious. They want to work at Facebook, work at Instagram. Um, could you maybe give some advice to people that want to get a job working on the Instagram team? Every, everybody's experience is different. So I'm only going to speak to my personal experience because I don't think there's a formula for how to land your dream job. Right. Do you think the way to land your dream job is to believe wholeheartedly in your gut that it is yours and that no matter what happens or no matter how much time it takes to get there, that you keep, um, you keep focus and you keep hustling and you keep, um, that you really just like don't give up when it doesn't go your way. Because I have not met anybody that like has been in their dream job that got it like that. And right. full transparency and disclosure. Uh, I think it took like five times of me applying before I even got passed on to like a phone interview, you wow. know? Yeah. That's great. And that makes you feel yeah. better about the situation right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> I tell people that all the time. And um, I mean, it, it, there's um, th this information exists in other, I've been on a, a, one of my friend's podcasts actually, um, where I kind of talked about what my process of getting to this role was. Um, and when I moved to New York City, I majored in French and minored in journalism. And I, you know, my whole life thought I wanted to be an actress on Broadway. That was like what my dream was and moving to New like York. Darlin. Like Daryl. Like <laughs> Um, And then <clears throat> I realized, you know, okay, like the, the common thread here is that I love storytelling, right? And I, I want to share stories and I want to connect to people and I want to, I don't know, like I, I want to make an impact. Um, and, I, and I found my way of doing that, like with the digital with the rise of digital content, I think it kind of just opened up a different world that when I was, even when I was in college, like didn't exist in the same way <clears throat> that it does right now. Right. So then I started thinking about like, okay, maybe it's broadcast journalism is what I'm gonna get into. And um, I moved to New York City. I had like $2,000 in my bank account, which does not get you very far. In New yeah, York. in New York City, um, that's like, that's like $20. Like, yeah, yeah, I was eating ramen every single day. Um, and I was waiting tables and I was dead set on getting into the NBC page program. And I was like, that is my ticket. I'm doing the NBC page program. And it's so I, funny. I, I wanted to do the same thing. I, I went to go see Jimmy Fallon and I was like talking to like the security guard people in the hallway. I was like, how do I get a job here? Well, and that's like, I don't know. I'm just a security it's guard. 30 rock. Like it's uh, yeah, 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 exactly. the ticket, whatever. And so, um, oh my God, so funny. Yeah, so that was my that was my dream, and I was dead set on it. And I was like, "This is what you're gonna do." Made it to the final round. In my still to this day, I'm like, I, that was the best interview of my life. Like, I feel like I gave it my all, and um, I even walked out of there. You you like make you interview on a panel with a bunch of people, and I like made a friend, and she was like, "I don't know what's happening, but you're getting this job." And I was like, "Thanks." And then <laughs> I didn't get the job. Oh, no, and I was so devastated because I don't know about you, but like when you put all of your eggs into a basket and you believe in something so much and then it doesn't work out like at at 23 years old, that was really devastating. That was like a really low blow to my self-esteem oh, yeah. and, and feeling like I had moved to New York with this 
dream and what it was going to look like. And yeah, I totally know the happen. feeling. When I, when I got, I got, I like spent my whole life trying to work a huge and then I worked there for like a week and a half and I just sucked at my job and they just like called me in like the middle of the day. And I remember like, like having like an outer body experience. I like levitated like out of my body. And it like was, and it's so funny because like I was just a freelancer, but I really had built it up in my head. Like, like I made it. I yeah. like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or I've had times where I posted on Instagram, like when I worked at Buzzfeed, I like posted the mug on Instagram and I was like, achieve your dreams. And then got like let go like two weeks later because I stopped my job. <laughs> I know that's happened like literally six times. Like now when I get jobs, I like don't even. I don't really. Like, I don't even want to like, put it on my resume. <laughs> don't even put it on your resume. No. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, but what ended up happening was that door closed, and then the door to Refinery Twenty Nine opened, and um, I learned so much from working there. Things that I don't think I would have learned in the time frame that I did because I was, you know, I was working with video producers and, and a lot of like documentary filmmakers and really got a crash course in video production yeah. from people that had been doing it in different ways. And now we're like doing it digitally. Um, and so I feel like I got a master's in like, I, it was almost like I was getting my master's in digital video production. Um, yet I was being paid to get it. Not very much, but I was still right. Yeah. Um, so I started as an intern at Refinery29 and because that was all that they had. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm willing to do it. I will be an intern. And I was, I was working under people that were younger than me, honestly. And, you know, but again, I was just like, this is what I've got to do. I've got to get my foot in the door. This is what it's going to take. I pitched a series as an intern um, and it actually ended up doing really well. We ended up going on to make three seasons of it. And I felt like I was really kind of, you know, finding my groove. And I was at Refinery for about two and a half years, kind of saw the video team towards the beginning of it. And then it, it really blew up. Um, and then I was part of the first round of, of layoffs that happened at the end of 2017, right. um, when a lot of like media companies were laying off employees. Yeah. And it was, I mean, that oh. was, again, like, super devastating and I didn't know anybody even my age that had like I guess I always thought that people got laid off when they were like in their 50s or something you know or like I was like what I'm 25 this doesn't happen yeah they like, don't, they like didn't get the gold watch kind yeah. of thing, right yeah I had the same exact exactly thing. Yeah. exactly um you know and so that was again it was like the a door closing and it was really I had to find it within myself to believe that another door was going to open right um and then a door opened at Food Network. I took it. I learned so much. It was, I was, again, like on TV sets, but with a very different kind of, I guess, perspective of, of content and like making um, like the content output. that resonated with people in like a short window of time. And, mm -hmm. you know, that it, it was, it was just really different. Um, so anyways, and then actually like probably maybe two months into my time at Food Network, I got reached out to on LinkedIn from someone at Instagram, which I thought was a total joke. I was like, this is not real. Somebody's like hacking into this LinkedIn account. Yeah. Um, and you know, I interviewed and turns out it was a real person interviewed, um, sent in like a creative project was so, so, so excited and, and had that gut feeling where I was like, this is it. This is, 
this is it. This is what I have. All of these like no's have been leading up to this yes. Yeah, um, that's so important. I don't know about you. I mean, the in New York too, I probably applied for like 27 jobs and got rejected from all of them, you know, like right, 27 yeah. jobs, um, <laughs> which I think is just, that's like a part of it. That's a part of the process. Um, so anyways, you know, I'm leading up to this. I think it's going to be the one and I didn't get it. Oh <laughs> and my God. it was like, again, I think it was just, it was, I, I mean, I remember that exact feeling and I, I can like take myself back to that moment and reminding myself of that moment of, um, you know, like my insecurity wanting me to feel like I was defeated. Mm -hmm. um, but really it was, I think it was helping me learn like how to really fight for something or like believe in um, not even like a job making me be who I am type of thing, right? Like, yeah, totally. So I took a little bit of time and I still kind of came back to that, like, no, 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 this is where you're supposed to be. Like, I really do believe that this is where you're supposed to be. And um, I reached out to the person that had interviewed me before. And I was like, what is your, what's your headcount for 2019? I will freelance. I will part-time. I will come in, you know, once a month. I will do whatever. Like, tell me what I've got to do. I want to be there. And... I got a reply that was like, I have a contract position in San Francisco. Not sure if that's, which not ideal case scenario for me. I was finally feeling like I was getting my footing in New York. I had just started seeing somebody. Um, and I was like, oh gosh. And, and it was not even a full-time job too. It was like taking a risk of a contract role right. and moving myself out to the West Coast. Um, but I decided to do it. And right. it was the best decision I ever made. And it uh, turned, turned into a full time position, um, where now I actually get to move back to New York City. So that's so cool. All of that to say that the way to get the job you want is to to really take the time like honing the skills that you want. I, I mean, and I'm still doing that every single day, you know, you have to, like, there are people in your find your mentors in your life find the people who like are doing what you want to do and learn from them ask them questions um take them to coffee i took so many people to coffee <laughs> not expecting them to get me a job but just so that i could soak up information from them like a sponge and listen yeah don't to don't ask for a job that's two different no, things don't i ask always for say that it's two fundamentally different things i was yeah. you know, yesterday i was on a hike with my friend dustin and my friend dustin's very talented but like is kind of in that same spot you're talking about. And I and I told him, he's like, oh, like, I reached out to this person. Like, he was cool. Like, he got back. The first thing I said was like, hey, like, thanks for like answering my question on the podcast. And the second thing was, can I get a job at X? And I was like, yo, like, leave the job part out because yeah. you're literally going to close like 75% of the doors that would have been open had you not done that. Like, That's you wouldn't funny. go up to a girl or a guy at, at a bar. Well, for Dustin, it's a girl, just so he doesn't come at me. But like, uh, <laughs> But you wouldn't go up to a girl and be like, hey, like, how's it going? Like, nice to meet you. Will you be my girlfriend? Because right. it's like a job is a relationship. They have yeah. to be with you every day. They have to get to know you. And if you're, yeah. I have it happen all the time with the podcast. It happens literally every single day. It's like, yeah. it's like, hey, Rob, like, love the podcast. Like, super insightful. Loving these, like, Instagram lives. I'm like, oh, yes. 
I have meaning, I have fulfillment in my life. This is great, I'm changing it. Hey, thanks so much, I appreciate it. This made my day. And it's like, <gasps> can I come on the podcast? And so like, immediately they're asking me to come on the podcast. I'm just like, oh. Yeah. Like it doesn't yeah. feel, to me, it doesn't feel genuine. It feels right. like, like you're using me. And people would say it's, oh, like that's kind of like a vein. It's like, no, like that's just like natural. Yeah. One is a genuine compliment. And the other one is like, hey, how can I leverage you kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I, want, I just want to say real quick to your story before about, about getting let go and like, and like thinking you got it. I remember one time I had this job and uh, it was like the exact same kind of thing. It was like the third time, like third freelance job in a row that I like did make it out of two weeks. And at the time I like wasn't working on my skill set. I think it's really important to do, but whatever, we'll get to that later. <laughs> but I remember in New York City, no one like really pays attention to you. I mean, like nowadays, it's a little bit like different, but like at, at the time, like the economy was booming. People were like dancing, you know, like, like it was crazy. Just like, I always wanted to just yell out, like I seen in the movie. I was just like, <sighs> like as loud as I possibly could. I screamed "fuck!" and this, and literally like a scene in the movie. This guy was like, "Hey man, you were in front of a church," and I was just like, "Oh my god, I'm sorry." And he was like, "No nah, man, like that's not cool, man." And he didn't want to hear it. But I remember, like, I have that, like, embedded in my head, like, hey, man, you were in front of a church. So I felt like I lost my job. I had no money. And I'm probably going to hell on top of it. So it's not, <laughs> <laughs> not a good combination. But, no, yeah, no, think, it's so important to not be transactional about, you know? Yeah, to not be, to not be transactional and to, to, to recognize and realize that you only have control over what you have control over. And that's a lot mm -hmm. less... Um, than we think. Honestly, even with like the situ COVID-19, we, I have realized and having, like have been having to process that I actually have a lot less control over what's going on than I even realize that I do. But what do I have control over, right? I have, right. Um, and even finding ways to, you know, be innovative and be creative in breaking the process too, because that's, if it, that's, that is the only constant, right? It's like the, the process is continually changing. That's inevitable. You have to be able to pivot and you have to be able to take the things. I think like that's the, the biggest lesson that I've learned from, you know, not even failures. I don't, I don't even like that word, but maybe right. it's like the rejections or the no's or, you know, whatever it was like, okay, I'm not going to let these define me or I'm not going to let these like shake me to my core and, and steer me off of what the path is. Because I do think that, um, it's everybody is trying to find like what their path is and what is important to them. And it's different for every single person. And so not letting the, the things that happen in life, like knock you off of that course. But when they do knock you down, it's like getting back up. My dad has this mantra for me that I tell to every single person that I love and care about right. to you now, because I love and care about you. Um, <laughs> Likewise. It, he says, he says not too high, not too low. Right. And I think that that has been Spoken like a true boomer. I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. Nazi mind, Nazi <laughs> My dad's the same way. My dad's like, dude, like you gotta like really like, and I used to hate him for that, but he's like, yeah. he's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, because I think even in my, even in the last, you know, year or in change of, of being in this job, I have experienced some of the highest highs, like, meeting meeting idols of mine that I dreamt of meeting. Um, shout out to Cynthia Erivo. <laughs> she is my idol. I don't know if you saw the movie Harriet, but she is in Harriet. And I actually saw her in The Color Purple on Broadway. I got to meet her and do a story with her. And that was like 
seriously one of the highlights of of my career but then also recognizing that in order for the highs to exist the lows also exist and um the important thing is like staying grounded and keeping in control of you're in control of the work that you put out you're in control of the way that you think and the way you present yourself and um right. your your advice too about or like what you were saying about people kind of asking or like wanting to be transactional i think that is really really good advice is to not go into not go into like meeting with a person for any expectation other than like genuinely wanting to hear their mm -hmm. story and yeah definitely i'm reading this book um jump by steve harvey i love steve harvey which is like so funny <laughs> like you wouldn't expect me to be like totally obsessed with steve harvey but i am open and like you want to come to the show um but his book jump it basically there was like this viral clip about um it was him like after family feud and he was talking about like you gotta jump and like along the way like you're gonna see other people like soaring around and like doing their thing and you think to yourself like why hasn't it happened to me yet like why yes. do i wake up every day and go to this like mundane job like when will that happen for me and basically the analogy was it's like and you got to say like steve harvey's like you got to jump and he, <laughs> by the way, the cultural appropriation of this, this whole thing is going to get me canceled. This is probably the last one on Instagram I've ever done. Um, no, but like he said, like, you got to jump. And along, like, it will take a while for your parachute to open. And you're going to yeah. get scrapes and you're going to hit some trees and you're going to face some adversity. But eventually, your parachute will open. And if you never yep. jump, then you'll never know. It's like that Coldplay song. If you never try, you never know. Yeah. yeah. 